Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, or whatever time of day you're listening to this. Welcome back to Dad Tales Podcast. I am Leon, father to Ava who is seven and Noah who is five. And my name's Andy and I'm a dad to three girls, Ellie who's 21, Lex who's 15 and Andy who's eight. So together we're going to take a light-hearted look at parenting from a dad's point of view. We hope you enjoy. Good evening, Andy. Good evening, Leon. What day is it? It's Dad Tales Day. Happy Dad Tales Day. Happy Dad Tales Day to you. How are you? I'm good, mate. Are you well? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Can't complain. Still got my fingers and thumbs. Yeah, that fence up, is it? It's because I didn't do it. That's why I still got my fingers <laughs> and thumbs, I didn't do it. <laughs> You're a fair-weathered fencer, aren't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. When I get me, me sword out, only sword fighting fair-weather. It's a sabre. That's it, sabre. I couldn't think what it was called. <laughs> we start again. <laughs> <laughs> it would appear we've had, we, we have problems with pronouncing things correctly. I am terrible. I am honestly, and even even to point we got to pull up this week, didn't we? About my, it was your pronunciation or my pronunciation of a word. It was you this week, wasn't it? It was you. Did you? Did you just centiliters? Did you just say pronunciation? Is that not right? I don't. Can it pronounce pronunciation? <laughs> no. <laughs> you pronounce something, but it's pronunciation. Oh, really? I don't know. Anyway. Who am I giving advice to? I can barely yeah. speak. <laughs> the irony of pronunciation being wrong. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. that's what I'll tell us. Yeah, so I didn't know this week that CL... I didn't really know what it stood for, to be honest, so I just ate a guess and just went silly leaves. <laughs> I'll, I'll, go. I'll just throw this at the wall and let's see if it sticks. Yeah. This would be a good place. To play the play the advert, innit? Yeah, yeah. So if anybody wanted to know exactly what I mean, here it is. Leon pressed that button. Boop. You did a click last week. Why have you gone for a bump this week? Mix things up, mate. Spice it up. <laughs> I just never know what you're gonna do. We can't stay in the same lane every week. We've got to keep changing from that fast lane, slow lane. Gotta keep overtaking. Let's just play the advert. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> hey, Andy. Happy Dad Tales Day. I've been having a bit of a dilemma, and I'm hoping you can help. Well, as you know, getting out to the shops to do my Christmas shopping isn't easy. I have a few family members I'm still looking to buy Christmas presents for in a safe and secure way. Do you have any ideas? As always, mate, I have a solution. Now, if you search Millhouse Distillery. They have an amazing website with a variety of gins and liquors. They have the King Tree Apple Infused Spice Gin, the King Tree Dry Gin, and these are available in 20, 50, and 75 silliliter bottles. My personal favourite is King Tree Strawberry Lime Gin Liquor. It's delicious with a dash of lemonade and ice. They also have some great idea twin packs too. Thanks, Andy. That sounds really perfect for what I'm looking for. That's not all, Leon. King Tree Gins are also offering a 5% discount to all Dad Tales listeners. 
Just type in Dad Tales 5 in the discount code at the checkout. That's Dad Tales 5, remembering to use a capital D, and your code will discount on your purchase. I'm going to order immediately. So I search millhousedistillery.com, fill my basket with amazing products at amazing prices, and then type Dad Tales 5 in the discount code at the checkout. It's as simple as that, Leon. Thanks, Andy. You're an amazing friend. So, yeah, that was our Hintree Gins advert. They've also got some great stuff out for Christmas. But as you can hear, there was... What I'm going to put it down to is I think that there was a connection issue. And actually, I did say centre leaders. And it just sounded like silly leaders. Pinocchio! (laughs) Or it might just because I like to drink King Tree Gin, that I drink it in a copious amount of litres that you could say... Wow, that's silly. Andy, what kind of levels do you drink to? It would be silly litres. I think that's a whole well dug out of. Yeah, I think so. Right, let's get straight into this. Are you ready? Let's do it. Right, Leon, I've been excited for this episode for a few weeks now. Yeah, me too. And you know I love doing dad tales. And even seeing your head. Looks good. So this is, drum roll please. This is our small victories special. Yeah. So we we love small victories. We express this. We express the urge that people celebrate small victories with us because we feel it's a massive part of life. So we want to share... Not just our own small victories, small victories that people have sent in to us as well. And we have been, what have we, Leon? We've been un, unindated? Unindated. We've been not, unindated. Not, not inundated, we've been unindated. And that's dad tale speak for inundated. <laughs> With lots and lots of small victories. And we've been doing this. So please, if you're listening to us for a first time, please go back to our previous episodes and have a listen because there's loads of small victories on there and they are very very good speaking of those small victories leon that we've gone through shall we have a recap before we go to war yeah let's uh so ones that have had people and we've mentioned on the podcast before is finding money in your coat pocket which is always a good one yes finding a car parking space in a busy car park as soon as you go in there yeah i love that one it's my favorite Something you was planning on buying anyway, but then being reduced when you get into the supermarket. I like that. That's a good one. Oh, this is good. Picking your cup up and the coaster sticks to your glass, you manage to take a full drink and put it down with the coaster not falling off. Yeah. Uh, getting delivery between 8 and 5 and it comes at 8 or 1, so then your day is not wasted. Yes. Extra leg room. When you get on a plane without having to ask for it. When you get an unexpected tax rebate. (laughs) That is a good one. This was one that you went in great detail about, Leon, was when someone leaves their floats in the pool on holiday because they're going home and you've just arrived. Yeah, I love that one. Still getting use out of them now. 
So getting home, just as the postman's about to leave, a sorry I missed you card. So these are all our small victories. These are ones we've already previously celebrated. There are loads, loads more. Well, I want to get into this. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's do it. So we've pre-agreed, because obviously people have been emailing in and we've pretty much got the list and we're going to go tit for tat. What I think is a great small victory versus what you think is a great small victory. So in front of us, we've both got the same list of small victories and we're just going to go tit for tat and then we're going to have an agreement, a little discussion around which thinks the best and why is the best. So yeah. start off with your big gun. What are we going to do it? Is it? I don't know. Is it tit for tat? <laughs> is that not right? No, that is right. I just find there's something childish and amusing about saying the word tit for tat. <laughs> <laughs> we could have gone head to head, but we've not. We've nope. gone tit for tat. <laughs> we've gone for tit for tat. That's, that's, a, that's a northern saying, not head to head. We've got a tit for tat round here, like, lad. All right. Are you going to kick us off? So, my first one, waking up in the middle of the night and then realising you still got hours before you have to get up. Oh, that is a good one. That is good. Do you know what my problem with that is? Is that I take my watch off on a night. I don't like to look at what time it is. So I'm, I spend probably 20 minutes trying to figure out if it, if I have got a lot of time to sleep or not. Do I take your phone to bed or out? So try not to look <laughs> at the phone. Or my screen's so bright that it blinds one yeah. eye and wakes me up. <laughs> just, just one eye. You wink at your phone, do you? To have a look at the time. I'll wink at the phone. <laughs> Phone winker. <laughs> so come on then, what you've got to go against right. that then? I'm going, we're going big. So imagine this scenario. You're stuck in a long line of traffic on an A road because these road works. Temporary traffic lights are in place. You get there, the traffic's moving, you're moving, you're moving, it's on green. Just as you go through that green light, it goes to red. And the person behind you is stuck. Again, yeah. To be fair, that is good. That is a good small victory because I love the fact that I'm like racing towards that green light, going, knowing the light can only go one way, and that's towards red. And I'm racing towards it, thinking, "Don't change, don't change." Oh, I've just got through. Beautiful. That is a good one. I love it. There's because you've been sat there for so long to actually get there. I'm through on this goal. It's like getting up to the front of a queue on rides at like Alton Towers or somewhere. And getting like the last two seats. Yeah. I mean, I've doubled up. I still, think, I still think mine's better. That you, when you wake up in the middle of the night, there's nothing better. It doesn't happen too, like, you don't take your phone to you, don't know what time it is. But I love getting up and it feels like I've had a good eight hours sleep. And then I look at my phone and it's like, so it's two o'clock in the morning. I've still got another four or five hours here. I'll have a back to sleep. It's brilliant. To be fair to you, you've probably had a good eight hours sleep by the time it comes to two o'clock in the morning anyway. Yeah, no, I'm a big sleeper, me. Like a bear. <laughs> Need me sleep. I don't think I can concede this one. No? I don't think I can. The frustration of being stuck in that traffic and then getting the exhilaration of the green light, knowing that it's red behind you. I mean, it's not very nice for the person that's behind you, granted. But you got in that queue first. You're in there. Against just waking up in the night and thinking you've got another four hours sleep. Yeah, but it's so good because when I normally wake up, it's like, oh, I've got to get up to go to work because I wake up pretty much the time I should be getting up and it's hard to get up. Whereas when you wake up, you think, oh, I've got to get up to work and you go, actually, 
no, I don't. I have to work for another five hours. That is amazing knowing you can just stay in your pit for a bit longer. I can't see neither of you. Still, <laughs> mate. I can see how this is going to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're going to come back to this one then because I feel that this might have to add weight to the end result. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's do it, yeah. We're putting this one down as a draw. Right, I'm going to so, go first. First this time. Getting on a train, obviously at the moment, you have to book your train seats because of obviously social distancing things. So getting on a train and getting a table seat, knowing that nobody else can sit next to you. So is this only in COVID? Um, yeah, because the victory is knowing that you've got that seat and nobody else can have it. Nobody else can sit anywhere near you. Yeah, but I, I don't mind sitting on a train with people around me. I'm quite a sociable person, so I'll have to sit at a table and then someone comes sit in front of me. I, not in COVID, like, that's a bit different, but outside of COVID, I'm happy to sit with, with people and social interact with people. All right, well, this is in COVID then, so... <laughs> so in COVID then, what a small victory that is then. Yes, you got a table seat. <laughs> so mine, I'm up against you then, so mine going up against you is getting a compliment from a complete stranger. Weird. Weird? Yeah. Give us a scenario. Your hair looks good today, Leon. <laughs> you do know that that's not a compliment for you, don't you? <laughs> Unless they're talking about other hair you've got. Yeah. Oh, your head looks shiny today, Leon. Wow. Right. Two points on this. A, if it's a stranger, they wouldn't know your name. And, right. and two, um, I don't actually think I need a second point. The first one was so good. Yeah, touche. I think it's nice to be friendly to people. Yeah, I get that. Spread the love and all that. Yeah. But why would people just randomly come up to you and say, you've got a lovely, shiny, bald head? No, I'm trying lot. to think of a context where someone would pay a compliment. Like, that's a nice coat you've got on. But then that would be a complete stranger, either, would it? No, and if it was a complete stranger, it would be pretty weird. Yeah, it would be pretty weird. All right, just getting a random compliment off someone then. Not off a stranger. You can't change your small victory here. Hey, edit this out, right. Mine is getting a compliment from somebody. (laughs) Not a chance. Not a chance. (laughs) All right, all right, I concede that's your point. Hang on, because I'm going to double up my small victory here. So you get on this train, get that table seat, nobody else can sit next to you. And it's a forward-facing seat. Yeah, to be fair, I couldn't sit going backwards. Not very good for me, that. I'm travel sicker anyway. We've had this conversation, haven't we? As when I was younger than that. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't like travelling backwards on a train. It's not natural. It's weird, yeah. I don't get why they all don't just face forwards. And then just have, have a seat that backs onto another seat. Why have a four-person seat? I don't get the need for it. Yeah, works all right on a bus, doesn't it? Yeah. Next one, what have you got? Get into a bus stop just as the bus is arriving so you don't have to wait around. You mean if you're getting on the bus? Yeah, so you, you're going to catch a bus, you arrive at the bus station, and it's early or whatever, or you've made it just on time, the bus pulls up as you walk up to the station, so you don't have to hang about. Okay, okay. Good one. Good one. But does that be when you fart... And somebody else gets the blame for it. 
Oh, I knew I should have gone with that one. I saw that a minute ago as well. Damn it! That's a good one, that one. <laughs> Don't know if there is any other small victory. Then if you're out in a pub and there's a group of you and suddenly you just squeeze one out, your partner might look at you thinking, I know that's you. And then somebody else goes, that stinks, and then blames maybe their partner or something. Whenever we're out and stuff, it's one fast, I get blamed regardless. It's like, oh, it's you, and you stink again. <laughs> That's a small victory. I believe that's 2-0. Uh, yeah, I'll give you it, yeah. Oh, man. I'm struggling here, aren't I? Go on. Next for you. You buy a toy for Christmas and it comes with batteries. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. How about that? You're just conceding straight away. Yeah, it's, I'm looking at thinking, yeah, it's not much better than that, is there? So, I'm going to go with when your birthday falls on a Saturday, that's a small victory. That is a small victory. See, I'm a big book my birthday off. Not, I've not worked many of my birthdays in my working career because I'm a big advocate. Don't work on your birthday. So when it falls yeah. on a Saturday, boy! What if you work on a Saturday? All right, then I'll rephrase that slightly, that your birthday falls on your day off. You're not having to waste annual leave to take the day off from your birthday. It's a good one. Yeah, I'm a big believer like you. I think you should. I just think it's a it's a day to enjoy. Just, I'm, I mean, you know me. I'm not the guy that likes to celebrate anything, to be fair. Uh, my birthday <laughs> being one of them. But I just think it's a day to just have off and do exactly as you please. If that is sitting in your underpants, eating cheese crisps all day, do it. Because that's what makes you happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm never, I'm never really one for doing things on my birthday, but I just, I still think you should work on your birthday. Like, there's nothing worse than if you, for an example, if you was at work, and I work in a customer service area, if someone's having a go at me, I'm thinking, why, why having a go at me one? Because I'm doing the best job I can anyway. But it's my bloody birthday for Christ's sake! I don't need this. That's a good comeback, though, isn't it? If somebody does start screaming and shouting at you, you could just say, look, you, you, you have no leverage in this argument because it's my birthday. Yeah, go away because it's my birthday. Come back tomorrow with your complaints. I'm having that one. Yeah, I'm going to give you that one. Yes! I'm not going to fail up this whole thing at all now. Get in. So this is, this, well, this is a small victory, but it's a game anyway that I play all the time. But when you're filling your car up and you get smack on a round number or a pound, so you're aiming to get £20 in there and you get it dead on, Two zero zero zero. Boom. Right. So That's a small victory. I've got a thing about this though, is that I don't like to get it onto zero zero zero. So So do you do you aim do you aim for nineteen ninety-eight then? No, if if I was to put petrol in my car, it'd break because my car's a diesel. But if I was to put fuel in my car, <laughs> if I was to put fuel in my car and it landed on say twenty pounds, I'd have to put some more in. So it went over. It don't matter what else it is. I don't want it to land on a five or a ten. I want one of them numbers in between. Wow. <laughs> so is it a small victory for you then if you don't get it on one of them numbers first time? Well, no, because I just I just keep going till I till I've got it on one of my numbers. It's not a game I play. I see. I play that. So if you I go to twenty, it. miss it. I go to twenty-one. <laughs> what if you've got no money left? <laughs> well, that's another small victory. When you go over and you think, oh no, and then you like you take out a twenty pound note and you go to like twenty pound three p, but you got three pennies in your car. That's a small victory. 
Yeah, yeah, that is. Um, right, so I'm going to go up against you. Similar sort of small victory. When you go on holiday and your case weighs exactly the limit of what it can weigh for the plane. Yeah, I'm taking that. That's, that's a good one, that one. Do you know what? I would, if that ever happened to me, I would literally knee slide around the airport in excitement. <laughs> you can't do that in a petrol station car park. You can, but people are looking very weirdly and the, the floor's not slidey. It doesn't seem to be buffed as well. I'd go belly. Belly to, belly to shine. <laughs> Long belly slide, like Klinsman across the airport. I have had to take something out. And strangely enough, me and a friend of mine went on holiday once. And mine weighed, I think mine weighed lighter and his weighed heavier or vice versa. Anyway, so one of us had to put something from his case in mine or mine in his to, to average the weight out, as strangely as that is. They're both going on the same plane. I was going to say, surely that don't matter. Like, God. I, I think... That's, that's, that, that's pedantic, isn't it? Do you know, if it's going in the same undercarriage... Yeah, and, I think uh, what it is, is it's something to do with the baggage handlers lifting it and all that. Yeah, but the, th the thing is, right, so if it's... I think it's like 25 kilos, a baggage, baggage handler can carry or something like that. If it's 30 kilos, they charge you 20 quid. That baggage handler doesn't get that, but it's still got to pick the bloody thing up, honey, and put it on the thing. No, but what they do is they have a stronger guy that's on more money. <laughs> Imagine if that's what it is. They go, hang on, come and earn you 20 quid, lad. Put that, put that iron down and come on. Get yeah. this case on the plane. Here, we've got I, a big I, one. Bring big lad in. I, I feel the whole thing's a con. Because, like I said, they charge you more, but the same guy's still got to lift it and just stick a heavier sticker on it. What a joke. And well, it's, it's still going on the same plane, so therefore the plane could have handled that weight. Unless, unless they're having to use a, a, a guy or a lady that can lift something a little bit heavier and they're on more money. Or they have to put a little bit more fuel in, then I'll take that. And that 20 quid's going on fuel gauge. Yeah, possibly. I'm taking this one. Yeah, I can't remember what mine was. <laughs> I'm, I'm rubbish at this. Seeing your screen time decrease from what you've used the previous week. Yeah, I'm not a fan of screen time thing. It doesn't really bother me. It should bother you. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Do you know when you look at it, though, and it says your percentage is like down 11%, so you're only on it now. It's six hours, 32 minutes a day. Uh, what? That's a lot of day wasted, isn't it? Yeah, six hours is a lot, mate. I'm, I'm not saying my I'm not six hours. I'm about eight hours a day. Because I play music on my phone, so does that, does that count as being on the screen time? I don't know. Because, like I say, at work, I put my phone on, put a speaker on, and then in my office listen to music. So I wonder if that costs the screen time, because then I'm, I'm just on my phone all day and all night, nearly. Anyway, right, so mine is... When you go to a vending machine... And it gives you two chocolate bars instead of one. Whoa. Right, I would love to, at this point, argue my case. But I can see you've won that one hands down. <laughs> Have you ever <laughs> heard it as well, where there's been a chocolate bar half hanging out, but you've got a bag of Chris, bag of Chris's drinking chocolate bar with it, so you've got, like, a variety today. I've got the same thing twice. Have you heard that? Whoa. You've almost got a vending machine meal deal. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Can you remember the old school Lucasade things they used to have at Life Center? So when I was a kid, they used to like they used to like vend cans of like Lucasade, didn't it? Yeah. But if you push it like loads of times, it sometimes vend twice. Can you remember that? I've never tried that. But... I'm conceding yeah, that so... because that is that is a massive small victory, and I'd like to think at some point in somebody's life that's happened to everyone. Oh yeah, because the reverse of that, which frustrates me, is when the thing spins round just not enough, and my chocolate bar gets stuck. Oh my god, it's heartbreaking for me that. Yeah, it's teased you. I'm banging on banging on window, shaking machine, then about ten chocolate bars fall out because I'm shaking it so much. Right, I'm going to give you that one. Thank you, mate. My go. So when you order something online from an online supermarket chain, you get your delivery to the door and they've substituted an item for something more expensive. So that is a small victory, but I have such a bad experience with online shopping. I don't think at once have we got what we ordered or... It hasn't come where it's covered in milk or covered in smells from some other product. Every time we've got some sort of online shopping, there's been some sort of problem. And they must kick the fruit around the store before they put it in my bag to give it to me. Because everything's bruised. Everything looks scabby. Like when I'm in the supermarket, I'll go, that broccoli looks nice and get that one. They go, if I'm in scabby's broccoli, I can find because this kid wants some broccoli. <laughs> I hear online shopping. It's rubbish. Right. I'm not an advocate for it. Don't be a liar and pretend that you eat broccoli for a start. <laughs> hey, I love broccoli. It's probably one of the few veggies I do like. Broccoli um, and carrots. You can't just come to me with your negative vibes on what is my small victory. That's not what this is about. You put your small victory up against mine. I don't want to hear about your bad experiences. Play the game. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I don't believe that happens. I don't ever believe they substitute some of something better. That's more expensive. If all, they'll substitute it down and give you something rubbish. I believe you're calling me out as a liar. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know many people that have had a good experience when it comes to online shopping and got a bargain out of it as well. Right. What have you got? So, mine's getting to work late and your boss hasn't arrived yet either. So, bang, you can say, I've been here all morning. It's a good one. It's a good one. And... Yeah, I, I don't think there's any argument with that. I do like my online stuff. I get that people have bad experiences, but there is no negative to getting to work late and your boss not being there. Is that there's nothing bad about that? Oh, it's so good. It is so good. I'll give you that. No, it's good. Right, next one is having enough milk for the last cup of tea. Yeah, and, and I'll even extend that as well which is another one that I love as well, when there's just enough butter to make the last slice of toast. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. I'll go up against, with that, something similar. When you crack an egg and you do it with no shell. Yeah, I'm terrible at cracking eggs as well, so that is a small picture <laughs> for me. Matt of times I've fished shell at them, I think. My missus can do it one-handed. <laughs> yeah, she can crack, she, yeah. She can crack an egg into a cup one-handed. I can't even do it with two hands. Are you laughing at? It does not surprise me that Amy can do things one-handed that you can't do two-handed. I mean, I've seen you walk around the edge of a swimming pool and fall in. 
twice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, falling pool twice, and they came up and fell off the planter. Which yeah. was your I fell over that. Proper grazed myself, everything. <laughs> came in covered in blood. So, here we go. I just fall off a planter, which is like massive. Yeah, so there's a massive planter outside where we used to work. To a point where, I, I mean, I don't know how you can trip over something that's so big. Oh, yeah. In my defence, I got out of a car, sun was in my eyes and wind were blowing. So the car door were like, like swung back at me. And I sort of like shut, didn't look where I was going. And whoop, straight over, rolled down the planet because it's angled. Scraped on my arm, my face, the lot. Bad times. I'm taking this one. What? Taking this one as the egg. My egg against your cup of tea. I'm not having that. What? <laughs> hang on, hang on. Mine's, mine's down to, I've just got enough to do what I do. If I get eggshell in my cup, I just pick it out. I ain't bothered. It's not a small victory. You it's stick- just, I'm terrible, I'm just terrible at cracking eggs. Oh, I've got lucky and I might not get it in the... Stick your mucky fingers it. in my scrambled egg. If you make a cup of tea and there's no milk left, you have it black. It's all right. No, you right. don't. We'll go draw. To be fair, though, you have that powdered milk as well, don't you? That do, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, so oh. if, I, if I run out of milk, I've got a backup substitute. Yeah, but powdered milk's terrible. Anyway, I'm not having that. No chance. You can't back up your egg, can you? You can. You can buy egg in a carton, can't you? Not normal people. You can still buy egg in a carton. You can, but if you cracked your egg... That ain't going to eggshell, is it? That ain't going to eggshell, is it? Egg in a carton. For all those terrible people that can't crack eggs properly, we buy egg in a carton. I'm, I'm going draw on that one. Right, it's your go. Go on. When your children trip over something that you've asked them to pick up ten times. I don't care what I'm going to say next, because that's winning no matter what. That is the best thing in the world when I told you so. <laughs> oh, man, I love that so much. We, don't, we obviously don't want our kids to hurt themselves, but... It's like, it's just one of them things. It's like, you don't want to say them, those four words. But, oh, I told you so. Yeah. Reinforces why we're parents in the fact that we know right. One of my biggest bugbear is my kids must think I tell them not to do something because I'm a meanie. Not the fact that they couldn't hurt themselves with their arm could get took off. Like, stick your hand in from, get your hand from out of the car window. Not because I want to be mean. But the fact that I can't come back and whip it off, I'm sure my kids think I'm a meanie. What, that's, that's, that's not a position where I'm thinking, I want that to happen so I can go, I told you so. <laughs> he ran back in now. <laughs> but yeah, I, lo- I love it when it's like, I told you so. Oh, I love them moments. Yeah. Are you, are you even bothering going up against that one? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chuck a, a rubbish one in just so I can concede there because I don't want to waste a good one on that one. So <laughs> when, you get up, when you get home from work and it just starts to snow, so you don't have to drive through snow. Yeah, it's. I can see where you come from. It is a small victory. It is something to be celebrated. But is it as good as an I told you so? No, <laughs> definitely not. Come on. It's not. So, just an update on scores. 4-3 to me. <laughs> right, I'm going again. So, when you sat at home and you, you know that you need to go get something from the shop, maybe it's a box of milk, and you can't be bothered. And then somebody just randomly pipes up and says, I'm off to the shop. Anybody want anything? 
Yeah, I quite like that. It doesn't happen very often, though, does it? No. So that's why it's a small victory. I get that. Then they'll go go yourself, and I'm like, can you get this? Can you get that? Can you get this? I need that. I'll just get the bread, the milk. Give them a full shopping list. Weekly shop them. Hey, if they've offered. <laughs> yeah. So mine, which is a good one, is when you get an email and you reply to all, but you really should just reply to one person and you catch it before you've sent it. Have you ever had that before? Yes. Now, I've I've had many times where I've pressed reply to all instead of forward or something along those lines, and I've started writing out somewhere I'm hammering somebody and then thought, oof, good job I didn't send that because they're in that email thread. Woof. Yeah. No, I've had that. um, It's a good one. It's a good one. I'll give you that. Yay. Because that, that, that's damage limitation, that, isn't it? That could be so harmful. Yeah. I've got one, which is getting the duvet on the first time the right way around. Oh. oh, just speaking of the duvet, do you go on the basis of delayed gratification? You get up in the morning, you take the duvet cover off, and then you put a clean one straight on because there's nothing worse than going to bed on the night and going, ah, forgot to put it on. Yeah, so, um, just cover your ears up right now. She ain't listening, right, good. She will, and obviously she does a lot more things right now, so I've got, I've got to be careful here. But she'll strip the bed, but then not always make it straight away, whereas I'll always strip it and then make it because of that reason. I can't think about worse than coming to bed at night and thinking, oh, I've got to now make the bed. I'll always do it there and then when I'm stripping beds, I'll make the beds there and then. I think that's the thing what makes it such a strong small victory is knowing that it can be fairly stressful, can't it, to get it on. So getting it on first time, yeah. Yeah, obviously you can't get a kid's one single wrong wrong way around because obviously it's a really long one way and really short, isn't it? But sometimes double duvet, the amount of times I've put it in wrong, i.e. because it is just slightly... The width is smaller than the length, isn't it? Or the other way around, the which way around it is, on a double. Yeah. And the amount of times I've put it in and go, oh, I've got to pull it back out to go again. It's a nightmare. How many times, honestly, have you got it wrong and then just gone, yeah, I'm just going to keep it like that? No, I, I can't. Because then it with like too much like space right where my face is, probably, no matter look. Because you're sleeping on settee because Amy's not happy. Speaking of duvets and stuff, I'll happily sleep with the, the poppers and stuff up my head that way. That doesn't bother me. Amy <laughs> can't stand it. Or if I make the bed where the poppers are like to the side instead of being at the bottom, she hates that and all. Uh, I've seen some places where you've slept, so I can certainly say that. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going up against you here on this one. When you're at work and you go to make a brew, and you ask if anybody wants one, and nobody does. Yeah, I don't mind making brews for people, because obviously someone can make a brew back for me later on. Yeah, that don't, that don't work. There's no equal... Right, I'm, I think this is probably another dad tales word here. There's no equilaterum about that. <laughs> so if you go to make a brew at work, and six people in your office want a brew, and three people want coffee... Two want tea and somebody wants some weird he brew thing. Then you've got sugar to contemplate, you've got milk to contemplate. That whole situation is a mess. You... Yeah, but do you know, my 
you know what my small victory there would be? What? I'm not having to work for 30 minutes while I'm trying to sort these teas and coffees out. Such a grafter. <laughs> but then, for <laughs> that to be I'm paid thinking. back, for that to be paid back, for somebody to go, do you want a brew? Yeah. And I just get a brew semi as I want it. There's, that, that is no, there's no comparison there. That's probably a better word than yeah, equal. Yeah, see, because I, I have always made my own teas and coffees at work because obviously we go to, I go to Cathy and get mine and obviously I'd say make it myself. The lady from Cathy makes it. But when we was in lockdown, we was all making teas and brews for each other. And there was also a mess out of me because I kept saying, like, I'll have a cup of tea, but brown envelope. And I was like, what do you mean brown envelope? But brown envelope, you say this, like brown envelope, which corresponds to the colour of the tea I want. If you're going brown envelope, there's an art to it, isn't there? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody likes a one dip. No, no. Got to get in there, go, don't you? So get it stewed I, in there. I think I've taken that one against your crappy duvet problem. Yeah, I agree. Right, well, I'm taking that one. I think that was against your duvet. I'm having it. All oh, right, like that's it. Final one, then. Right, so as we go into this final round, just so you know, it's five to four to me. Oh. And I'll be honest, I've got one big gun left. Right, the last one I can see that's a very good small victory for me is going to be when you walk up to a shopping trolley or a locker at the lace centre and the pound's there. You know what? Not a trolley token, an actual pound. When I see a trolley token, I'm always like, oh, God, it's a token. I've got loads of them. When there's actually free sterling money, I'm like, oh, get in. My shop. It just cost me a pound less, would you believe? You know what the good thing about the locker thing as well is? Is nine times out of ten, when you go to the swimming baths, or you go to the gym, and you go to a locker, and you need to use a coin or a, or a token, nine times out of ten, you forget that, and it's in your jeans pocket that's in the bottom of your bag. So finding that in there is probably a double small victory knowing that you don't yeah. then have to get all your clothes out of your bag to get into your pocket. Or even worse still, not having a pound coin and having to go back to reception and ask them to change. Yeah, I used to get plenty of laughs when you get people walking back to reception because obviously it's the awkwardness of, like, as soon as you walk through those double doors, it's like, oh, no, people can see me without my top on. Yeah, through the side of doors, I was like, I don't care, I've got, I've got my top on, I'm off swimming. Isn't it weird how you walk into the corridor and go, oh, people can see me without my top on. <laughs> <laughs> like when people come up to you when you normally see them if you're a regular swimmer people that are regular swimmers will know this and then you suddenly bump into somebody at the supermarket and they go oh, I don't recognise you with your clothes on yeah <laughs> makes you sound like you're a swinger or something yeah when someone next to you listed in and going oh pampas grass at the front door eh <laughs> what that's the thing isn't it parky grass at the front door no I said <laughs> <laughs> I said pampas grass at the front door. I've never heard that saying before in my life. I don't even think you know what you're saying. Do you know what pampas grass is? No. It's that like furry reed stuff. And apparently, if you've got that like outside your front door, it means you're a swinger. If I could. Right. Before that goes in, I'm just going to check that and Google it. 
I'd hate to look through your Google history on your phone. For people <laughs> that don't know what swinging is, do we? Does everybody call swinging the same thing? I mean, we're we're in what we're we now fifteen countries. I'm not sure everybody calls swing. Basically, swinging is partner swapping. Yeah, keys in the ball. So apparently, according to Leon, if you've got a certain type of grass at your front door, you're a swinger. So check just to see what type of grass you've got. Well, every time I walk past people's houses, like because a lot of people have like pampas grass in the front garden, like a big tree of pampas grass growing, and I'm always like, hey, oh, hey. You can't go throwing these wild accusations about just willy-nilly. We've, we've gone tit for tat and we've gone willy-nilly. I'm, I think that is a great small victory, and that is a small victory that, that resonates all the way through your life. So if you go swimming as a child and you find a pound in a locker or in a trolley, boom, it's a massive win. And it's a win that will go all the way through your life. But... I believe I've got a small victory that will trump even that. Well, in fact, I actually think this small victory may well be the smallest of small victories in the world. Go on. Are you ready? Yeah. So, being the first person to use a portaloo. Oh, yeah. Thing is, how do you know you have been the first person? Because you get in there and it's clean. Yeah, but the second person there, it's going to be clean for them unless you're peeing everywhere. Like a no, it's animal. not. Literally, I don't know what happens inside them things, but one person goes in, it's clean. The second person goes in, it doesn't matter what the first person has done, there's absolute excrement everywhere. It's, it, something happens in there once that door's closed that nobody can understand. It's a bit like a beauty parlour that people go in and come out looking completely different. It's the same thing. You go in there, something happens, people come out looking shocked and disgusted. They're awful. You know you're the first person that's ever got in there. Yeah, like I said, I agree with you. There's not worse than uh, a dirty portal. I've been I've been in a few and be like when we do trifles and stuff. Oh man. People have trouble controlling the bowels because I don't know how they get up walls and all sorts. Exactly what I'm saying. You don't know what goes on in there. There's something completely unexplainable that goes on in there. And the thing is, as well, if anybody's ever done triathlon or swam, that's the other thing. You've got uh, an outfit on there that you have to take completely off. There is no... Yeah. Let's not go into details, but you do have to completely take the whole thing off. There's bits on the floor, there's bits on the... Oh, man. If people have actually listened right the way through this, right to the end, thank you. (laughs) And this is probably where it gets gruesome. But it, they're awful. If you're the first person in there, you know it. And, yeah, it's a massive small victory. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking that one as well. No, you're not. What? You're not. Anyway, back to the pampas grass thingy. S- sales slumped after rumours spread that homeowners who planted the feathery plumes in their front garden were indicated they were interested in swinging. Now, horticulturists were quick to dismiss it as a silly urban myth, but obviously it still continues as a, a signal and sign amongst the community of swingers. Told you. Oh, well, if you've, if you've searched on a popular social engine, you must be right then. I'm still not having That's it. That's what Jeeves said. Jeeves told me. 
I'm still not having it against my your pound locker is not up against a hip loop. It is a pound locker wins all day long, mate. So if you was at a festival or <clears throat> a triathlon and I was to offer you a pound or go into a dirty cubicle, portaloo, what would you take? A pound, please. Yeah, hang on, that was wrong. <laughs> if I was to offer you a pound or a clean portaloo, what would you take? A pound, please. You little liar. No, I would. Although, well, to be fair, I've seen places where you go named as well, and that's questionable as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm having five all. It's been it's been an honourable night. It's been nice talking to you. It's been a good one. We'll call it squits. I think the good thing about this is that we've still got loads to go through. Yeah, I think we keep getting some more sent in, and let's go again. The thing I like about small victories is. What's a small victory for one person? Not necessarily a small victory for someone else, but it's still got to be celebrated that someone takes delight in those little things in life, those little winning things in life. And obviously, it acts back to when we do the mental health special, that those sort of things, you know, we should be celebrating these little things because it's the little things that make big progress in life. Because if you don't stand back and smell the roses, then you have to take time out for yourself. <laughs> That's just insane, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just making things up now. <laughs> oh, that old famous saying, if you don't smell of the roses, you'll just... I don't... <laughs> I, was, I was so confident with myself that I got out of room for. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what it is. Oh, man. Right. Thank you very much for tonight. I've really, enjoyed, I've really enjoyed this evening. What have you learned this week, Leon? That I need to start reading dictionary and stuff. I really do need to brush up on my English. So actually learning properly then. Yeah, I need I need to do some of it. I've learned this week how dangerous a do you call them a clothes horse? You know, an era where you put your I'd I'd call it a clothes horse as well. Try closing a clothes horse and not losing one of your fingers or toes even. Oh man. They're, they're dangerous pieces. What, what, what sort of you got then? Because when I grew up, we had them ones that just folded up. They're, they're not dangerous at all. These ones have like clips <laughs> underneath. So, and you have to kind of do them both at the same time. But then you've got no room to catch it. The thing just drops down to the floor. So if you don't get your beak out of the way, you're, you're losing eyebrows. Yeah. We've, we've got the same one. It, you're losing toes. So, I mean, if you can get through doing that, that's a small victory in itself. Yeah, I hate this time of year. You got to start hanging things up in the house. But soon will be Christmas, my friend. Soon be Christmas. It will soon be Christmas. We have a Christmas special coming up, don't we? So if anybody's got any stories, they want to share. Just, just to throw us out there. When are you putting your decorations up? Um, I don't know. I'm going to say if I see them up your house before December, I'm coming in and I'm tearing them down, throwing them in the street. But I've been putting them up already. They're going to be absolutely sick to death of looking at the decorations by the time Christmas rolls around. I'm, yeah. I'm a big Christmas lover, but Jesus. Yeah, mine won't be up before before December. I think the thing is that people have kind of thought, let's have a, we've had such a rubbish year that let's have something to look forward to. But the danger there is that come next year, you've put your Christmas tree up on 1st of November 
it's going to be the same next year. And this goes back to my point where we, where we talked about Halloween, that it just becomes a bigger and bigger thing. It's bad enough that supermarkets are putting Christmas things in in August. For me, for me I completely agree that I've had such a bad year, it's nice to get them up early. But by the time Christmas comes, you're not going to really be enjoying the novelty of... Like, for me, when you start at the beginning of December, it's to run up to Christmas, you do the little things. They've already had the run-up. They're going to run out of energy by the time they get to Christmas. Don't come running to me when you ruined your Christmas because you've had your decks up too <laughs> Absolutely. Right, we will do all this again next week. Thank you very much for this evening. As always. Nice to see you, as always. Yeah, you too. Before we go... Don't forget, our King Tree Gin offer is only on for another week or so. So get your stuff in, have a listen to the jingle. Here it is. Leon, press the button. Bing! Hey, Leon, after a long, hard day at work, you get home and begin your most important jobs as a dad. You're an entertainer, a chauffeur, a bodyguard, an accountant, a fashion designer, a fitness instructor and a school teacher to Ava and Noah. How do you like to relax after all that? I like to wind down with a nice glass of King Tree apple infused spiced gin with a dash of tonic over ice. Ooh, that sounds delicious and very refreshing. Where could I get one from? Well, Andy, if you search millhousedistillery.com, there is an amazing website with a variety of gins and liquors. King Tree Gins are also offering 5% discounts to all Dad Tales listeners. Just type in Dad Tales 5 in the discount code at the checkout. That's Dad Tales 5. Remember, use a capital D when you put your code in. Wow, Leon, that sounds amazing. So I just search millhousedistillery.com and shop away and then type Dad Tales 5 in the discount code at the checkout. That really is a small victory. You're telling me. Uh, thanks for listening everybody we'll do this all again next week Leon take care keep smiling you too stay safe thank you for listening right to the end of this week's podcast and we hope that you've enjoyed it follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dad underscore tales underscore or get involved by emailing us at dadtales at outlook.com you can also now join our Facebook page by searching Dad Tales. Keep the feedback coming. We are genuinely humbled by all the input and the comments you are providing us. Stay safe, celebrate small victories and keep smiling. Mm-hmm.